You just want me to just flick you off yeah. at the half hour mark. Yeah. <laughs> okay, sounds great. Yeah, that'd be perfect. That'd be perfect. <sighs> yare, yare, does it. Yeah. um welcome back to otaku OVA episode, which is going to be our thing for a little bit. Yep. Right as the heat kicks in. Oh, is that the heat? I thought a plane was coming in. <laughs> no, it's just the fucking heat. All right, cool. Whatever. <laughs> uh, we got the fridge going. We got the heat kick on. It's great. Just, it's like you're here with right. us and annoyed. You're by here the, with us. By all the shitty background noise. <laughs> you're here with us. Uh, we've got five gallons of lager lagering yeah. in the fridge behind the bar and five gallons lagering. <laughs> It's uh, that time of year, so. Yeah. Time to brew five gallons of beer and get shit house. Right. What are we talking about today? We're talking about one of my all-time favorite Which OVAs. Which is funny because I think you've mentioned it before, but you've never like sat me down and been like, we're going to watch this. Right, because I was, I don't know, I was just like, I don't think you'd have any interest in it necessarily, which is dumb because it's a strong <laughs> female protagonist. And, You're so stooped sometimes. Yeah. I don't know. I just like, it's, it's always... Something that I have fond memories of and strong memories of. And you were scared that I wasn't going to like it. Yeah. Mm. I mean, like when... when Meanwhile, I'm like, hey, watch this bullshit that I've seen 700 times. (laughs) I don't care if you like it or not. I'm like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But I don't know. Like every time that Aaron would mention it or any time we watch him on stream and his new... Like Aaron from Game Grumps, uh, his new setup it's front and center behind him like it's either they're like uh posters or animation cells or something from area which like i hadn't this is one of and i'm not exaggerating one of the first maybe three anime i ever saw in my entire life and it was from saturday morning anime on sci-fi and it was a six-part like mini series and at the time I had no idea really what the hell anime was and what the hell an OVA or OAV was or any of that crap. I just knew that there was a hot redhead and explosions and violence and Can I cut in real quick? Um it's <laughs> sci fi, the channel, seems like a fucking fever dream to me. Yeah. Cause that's like if there was literally nothing else on T V and like you were home for the day as like a teenager in the nineties or like a prepubescent in the 90s like you went to sci-fi to see what horrible fucking atrocity yeah and if you got lucky if you got lucky it was like alien or like some big movie extremely censored and like dubbed over with all the cussing and everything or like tremors you know yeah (laughs) alien or tremors tremors flip a coin yeah it's pretty much like they're like we have the budget for two of these or 17 anime because no one gives a fuck about anime at this point yeah i'm just amazed that i never like i don't recall the whole saturday morning anime thing ever being a thing that's where i saw akira for the first time right i I do remember you telling me that when you say fever dream let me tell you (laughs) akira the experience of me watching akira at the time which i must have been like 10 like i i swear it felt like a fever dream because i saw it once and i didn't record it and I had no way of looking up what the fuck I had even seen or what the hell it was or like rewatching it or talking to anybody who had any idea what the fuck I was talking about until I met like, you know, when I was hanging out with Tom and Matt. And at some point, somehow, somebody invariably stumbled across Akira. And I was like, I know this. I fucking what, what is this? Oh, my God. Like, and I was like, it was only a couple years later, but I was like, oh, my God, this is the thing. Like, I thought I imagined this partially or something. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. But yeah, like you know, Akira, Iria, and Vampire Hunter D, I think were the three. And and Demon City Shinjuku, which is 
a hundred million percent not a fucking Saturday morning appropriate movie. Well, uh, we're all front and center on that block. It's well, di- different points. There were some things that you pointed out upon rewatching this, and Eerie is available. Um, if you have Amazon Prime, it's available for free. Which I was on Prime Video, which amazed. is. Yeah, we were both like, what? Like, when I Googled it, I was like, it says that it's available on Prime Video. Yeah. I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. And then we there's like a bunch of really weird other stuff that's on our watch list for future episodes. Right. But I was like, of all the fucking places that I would imagine that we could watch this in HD for free. Amazon Prime was not it. Yeah. Welcome to 2020. Yeah. But. So let's get into it. Um, but we yeah. We got six episodes to cover. Um, so, so it's been like over 20 years since I've seen this. And I've never seen it. Yeah. Until um, now. Right. I'm not going to lie. I was, I feel like as we went through the episodes, my feeling on the voice acting kind of developed um, because I had to take myself out of what modern anime voice acting. And we watched this in English uh, also, which is kind of rare for us. Um there was no other option yeah i I would not have if i had the option but that being said for 1994 dude it um, was not bad no it wasn't there was definitely some really weird and like this is actually one of the first things i wanted to talk about like the lack of oh wow that was weird yeah that's the the lack of background noise is what i was literally (laughs) just going to talk about oh yeah when they're in space yeah or like these jarring yeah these random asides which is kind of like you know they maybe they were going for a hard science fiction thing with no sound but it's like they are these they're these long sequence pauses where it's like boy three seconds is a long time for no sound at all in something that you're watching yeah i really enjoyed that aspect of it actually i i did make that note where i was like holy crap, like, they are traveling through space and it is really, like, just dead silence yeah. between um, the first three characters that were introduced to, like, talking to each other. It was wild. Yep. Um, but first episode, um, yeah, the, the voice acting, the sound design, and the animation is animation every is bit beautiful. as good as I remember. Like the, I was so pleasantly surprised with just about everything from this. Yeah. The and now we were we were like I was kinda like squealing about some of the um animation cells available for sale. Yeah. And I was like, I don't think I've ever really like at least not in like twenty years looked at an animation cell from this for sale and they look amazing. Like they're perfectly, you know, produced and the colors are vibrant and it just holds up and in comparison to some other stuff i've seen where the in-between cells are pretty terrible like i don't i didn't really notice a lot of that and and it didn't i don't feel like the the quality fluctuated throughout the series you know basically the whole thing is a super badass apprentice bounty hunter and her journey and like this you know the, the characters and there's not really a lot of characters if you think about it throughout the whole there's, six series six there's episodes. central probably like six five or six central main characters that are on screen long enough for you to like develop kind of an emotional attachment towards yeah and that's like it yeah like and then other than that there's the villain which is nasty you nasty boy yeah Zero. you know honestly when we first started watching this i wasn't sure what to expect but I definitely like almost instantly got like Battle Angel meets um, Ghost in the Shell vibes just from the, I guess, like the design aspect, the fact that it's science fictiony and um, features a strong <laughs> woman <laughs> as yeah. a protag. I mean, those all came out about the same time. Well, yeah. that in the Gunnam OVA, which is a two part, which I think I still have on DVD, actually. I think you do, too. Um came out about the same time i think that came out in 93 and then ghost in the shell came out in 90 i don't know i think it definitely came out after akira because i remember matt was obsessed with ghost in the shell the movie i don't know what what villain or bad guy in sci-fi do you think Zerum is close most closely kind the of alien to... from alien yeah like, that's all I could think of when that little tiny face would, like, shoot out on its super long neck and, like, just yeah. do a chomp. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. The noise was really funny. But then, like, the body was, like, this weird warrior, human-esque body. Kind of like Predator. Like, yeah. Adjacent. 
Yeah, well, I don't, but I don't... like, but like Predator, but if it was Japanese. Yeah, yeah, anime Predator. Yeah, okay. Like, Which I'm sure there probably is. Yeah, I um, I don't know. It's such a you can tell that the, the production team that originally came up with, because this is a prequel also to. Oh at, yeah, the live least, action movie. At least one, I think. I think more like two or three live action Japanese films. And this acts as a prequel, which is like setting up why Iria is such a badass from what I've seen from like still shots and stuff. Um, but yeah, you can definitely tell that from around the time that this was made and like the producers in Japan were like, all right, what do people love? Like they love a lot of violence. They love, you know, strong female protagonists around this time for bad guys. They love, you know, Alien, the creepier the better creepy predator like they can beat the shit out of you but they also have a nasty thing that shoots it is out. a very sign of the times oav like um, yeah yeah it is it's like the the she wears you know the the body armor that doesn't really cover um her boobs her, her breasts <laughs> that's like it um and she does wear sh- like a i guess like a suit of some kind underneath the body armor but like yeah like uh hi my heart is just blatantly exposed here except from you know my yeah. rib cage it's it is like it's weird because like other than that like the armor is pretty okay and seems fairly functional and then it's like yeah except for that it's like yeah mm, come on guys. there weren't a lot of gratuitous shots of her which i did also appreciate i mean there there were a couple mm-hmm. but um i don't know other than that it didn't really seem like it was just like <laughs> an excuse to draw lady bits <laughs> right Boy, howdy. I can't wait to draw lady bits all day today at work. Right. I do have to say also that it was like super cute just constantly hearing you be like, oh, I remember that. Like, yeah. Yeah, as we like, were watching and like, you know, you just be like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. This is like just super nostalgic because I I cannot remember for the life of me how, how I would have, but I know I definitely saw all six parts and I know that they were they would do... I think they only aired like maybe two episodes per weekend. So I must have like gotten so instantly obsessed with this that I did it. I was like, all right, that shit was crazy. That sounds next that Saturday, sounds exactly like you. Yeah, like next Saturday, I need to fucking watch this or I'm a scrim. I'm going to yeah. do a big scream if I don't watch <laughs> episodes three and four of this next Saturday morning. Um, because like, you know, they only had an hour-ish block, which I don't know how the hell they did Akira either. But um but yeah, this was like a nostalgia bomb, like crazy. And yeah. it's not like I know like when we did like the last one for Sailor Moon, you've seen that film how many times? Mm, less than a dozen, but like definitely like a good handful. Yeah. I think I've only seen Eria like this is my third time through watching it. But I think also because there's not like an Eria series, um, like there was a Sailor Moon series like that, like all the Sailor Moon OAVs just are so... <laughs> familiar to me because all those characters are just wildly familiar so it's harder for me to forget certain things about the oavs like yeah like the characters are they have their traits like they're developed like you know basically more or less what to expect for them except when they are santa claus all of a sudden (laughs) aside from that you know no that was definitely very expected Mm. um since you're talking about her armor I did come to a realization that there's a strong possibility that the most of the reason why I like Super Metroid and Samus so much and her armor design. Yep. And very her whole similar. Thing is, very similar. Yeah. I'm like, and 1994 is the same year that Super Metroid came out. So I'm like, huh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. That's like literally one of my top five all time games. And yeah. And I'm just like, holy fuck. Ah, uh, man. Like, there's six episodes of this. The. Not going to lie, the story at times, like, was a little hard to follow as to what the hell was going on. Um, but yeah, the, the passage of time was, I, like, at one point, I think in episode four, I was like, I have no idea how much time's gone by since episode one. And even, like, the killing off of two major characters in the first three episodes, I was just like, I don't know how much time's gone by between, like... Gren dying and then Bob's dead suddenly and it's just like like uh, (laughs) what and then all of a sudden she's no longer an apprentice by episode four that was a weird that was a very obvious like I feel like months had gone by because everyone's just like chilling but like what what was Zerum doing like during this whole thing like like was he just fucking hanging out like chilling like waiting yeah he was being nasty (laughs) 
He was ass assimilating everybody. Yeah, but like, don't I don't think he would have been. And if they knew about it, I don't think they would have just been like, well, I need to become like an actual non-apprentice bounty hunter now. So we need to just set that aside and forget about it. And well, I think she was just waiting to be old enough or something. That was kind of the understanding that I had. I wish there was a little more of a clear demarcation of how much time had gone by between like episodes two and three and three and four. Because yeah. I feel like it was longer than it probably actually was or vice versa. I'm not sure. Yeah. So for like episode two, um, some some cool things that I noticed. Um, there was a lot of similarities to. Um, so there's just like this administration that is the basically the blanket terminology for the the government on space government yeah on like it's not even just one of the planets like it's a whole so at least one solar system's worth of um humanoids or humans i don't know but they're not on earth that's for sure and i noticed a lot of similarities in how um you know how the rich and the upper echelon kind of function versus the really poor people as like from tip hairs um, from Battle Angel. You know what's really funny to me? What? Um, going off that same note is like in a lot of anime from this time, and I'll just throw manga in there too because it's, you know, a lot of adaptations happened. <laughs> that is such a that is such a, a thematic in especially like science fiction stylized media from yeah. Japan for the time. It was all very science fiction and it was all very much like, well, um, we have this really grotesque monster villain who's definitely evil, no bones about it, no redemption arc in sight, definitely going to be the thing the protagonist goes after. Um, but also, uh, we have this group of people, like these these elites that are also pretty fucking terrible. Um, they're pretty villainous, but we're just going to kind of slide that in. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, and it's like, I mean, even like Resident Evil, that whole series is the same thing. And that's like this group of scientists literally built this fucking galactic level horror that can just indiscriminately kill everybody. And it's just a soldier. And whoops, it got away. Whoops. And everyone's dead. Whoops. Yeah, that's what I that's what I meant. Like, like you're because there's the, the true bad, which is the, the villain. Like and and or whatever the ultimate force is that's bad in a lot of these series. And what I was saying is that even the the intermediary people, the group of people that yeah, like on paper, at least for the plot's purposes, they're not the worst thing. They're maybe like kind of neutral. If you really break down what they got going on, they probably actively contributed to the real bad thing and they probably couldn't give a shit less about what happens to anybody in the new the, the general public that comes into contact with this thing you know and gets exploded right um but let's see so i think uh episode three was our first gratuitous butt shot so that kind of came out of nowhere yeah i did write that down yeah because usually in these kind of shows it's very blatant almost immediately if it's going to be that kind of show and they don't really do a lot of like sneaking stuff in right on you but I feel like this one laughed like it. It was like, all right, let's let's keep it reined in a little bit. Let's let's get let's like them wait a little bit. Although, when was the the weird like zip zipper part? I can't remember what what episode that was in. Like two, I think. Yeah, because then you were like, wait, that's not <laughs> that ain't how that clothes work. Yeah, because there was something that happened where like her bodysuit or something underneath the armor, like unzips. But then when it shows the bodysuit on her, there's, like, no clear zipper whatsoever. So I was right. like, wait, what do? Yeah, like, she had a turtleneck that zipped all the way up. But no, there was no zipper. It's just just a turtleneck. Yeah. Maybe maybe the bodysuit underneath the armor, like, cha- I don't know, changes. Maybe it's, maybe it's future zipper. Maybe I'm just, like, literally thinking way too hard about it. Probably. And it's literally just future clothes that do what they do. <laughs> future clothes, trademark. The so I did want to talk about the in general the the technology in this show. Um, it's kind of fascinated by it. It's um it's this really interesting. It's kind of sort of like a I don't even I don't even know what to call it. It's kind of like cyberpunk, but it's not cyber at all. Like it's it's very much like it's one in they they're trying to. What do you mean it's not cyber at all? Well, there's not a lot of cybernetics. Like everything is very analog feeling. Like 
the weapons that they use, the spacecraft that they are in, like their their houses. This is okay. So the technology in this particular OAV is if whoever like wrote this or like inked it or whatever like was like okay well if japan colonizes some planets in the next 10 years um this is what our tech would look like yeah so like not super far off yeah they still have like a lot of wood grain things like it's like the spacecraft there's a lot of there's a lot of nature yeah meets technology yeah it's like the ewoks kind of <laughs> but with guns fuck it's like if the ewoks actually learn as tar- how to wow what just came out of my mouth that sounded like you wanted to say tardigrade wow it's like if the ewoks learn to harness c-3po's fucking tech yeah but then like weaponized yeah <laughs> like real quick like and then went and con conquest like galactic conquest but maybe not like galactic conquest maybe like just a territory conquest yeah just a couple solar systems that's all they need they're not they're not asking for much (laughs) what (laughs) but um yeah the i don't know the technology in this is really interesting to me the guns are like kind of goofy honestly with how cool a lot of the designs are some of the guns that they use are just kind of goofy looking like the way that they're drawn like they like the the government's gun technology is these like big kind of bubble weapon looking things like it looks like something from a, a 90s tv commercial that you you buy at toys r us for yeah. 40 bucks and then you have like a missile launcher that looks like it's straight out of a fucking rambo movie right no like that's just an rpg and then they have the fucking gatling laser thing that explodes the entire city in two shots so i'm like i don't know where the fuck this is going like this is all yeah, it's over a place. mixed bag of stuff. It's a good mixed bag. Yeah, but I really liked it a lot. Um, I did that. too. I did like the juxtaposition of a lot of natural elements alongside, you know, huge computer screens that take up an entire wall. <laughs> right. Um, and a hologram that could talk yes. and be transported around. And then they had that little audio chip mm-hmm. that was literally the size of a, of a micro SD card. Right. But for the time, like, boy, can you imagine? Like, yeah. I was just like, holy fuck. I'm like, we got those. But then have, it like... sounded, the audio sounded like it came off a fucking tape recorder. Right. Like with the actual tape reels. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, like, think about the Alien series. Like, I love that about that. Like, the fucking screens are still, like, the, the input terminals are still, like, QWERTY keyboards. Like, are yeah. you fucking serious? Yeah. Um, but the last thing I want to say about episode three is that I'm pretty sure Iria straight up kills like 20 guys in this episode. And I don't think that she ever really deliberately it's shown on screen her killing anybody else. It's not a monster for the rest of the series. Right. I did notice that's a big, a lot of killing is done off screen. Yeah. Like a lot of it. There's a lot of violence on screen. Yes. But not necessarily like but people But killing getting... is done all like, yeah. which is, again, that's pretty Japan typical for the time period. Mm-hmm. I feel like, I feel like even, <sighs> no, well, I mean, technically Caesar died off screen. Mm. Porn out. Technically. Ah, <sighs> Caesar, you delicious salad. Shut the fuck up. God, Jesus. <laughs> what? Uh, all right, so we're halfway through this OVA, and um, yeah, I gotta say, like the voice acting. I know we already touched on this, but you said you kind of it grew on you, and I don't think it ever really grew on me. I think it was just I kind of came to a realization that a lot of, especially this time period, English voice actors were probably most definitely like watching the anime on a screen in front of them and trying to match the mouth movements god say that 20 times fast and so i feel like their lines that were written out are very stilted because they're like oh the mouth's closed oh the mouth's closed they're trying to get like this rhythm Mm -hmm. that doesn't make any sense because the animated characters are not originally speaking english and honestly there's so little like teeth lip and tongue movement 
in anime characters when they're speaking that like their mouths just flap like just fucking speak make it so that the line lasts for the duration that the character is talking otherwise you're gonna look like an idiot finishing the line too soon right but a lot of the stilted talking and the stuff like that it wasn't as bad in this as it could have been which i'm surprised because you were like you thought that one of the voice actors was napa yeah I, he and i looked up his imdb like credit and i'm like he this is literally the only thing he's ever done yeah so not napa yeah, and Fu- i thought Fujikoro. i recognized yeah I, I thought i recognized some of the voice actors um and i was just curious but a lot of them did stuff that i wasn't very familiar with or that i'd never seen before so I think Iria's voice actress did a really, really, really good job emoting. Yeah. And doing timing. Yeah, she was, she was, I would say, worlds better, in my opinion, timing wise, with how it felt emotionally connected by the time the last episode ended. Like, I especially noticed in the sixth, sixth episode, I'm like, wow, she, like, I feel like she's really talking like, a normal person that's in this situation would and it was kind of nice seeing that development which i mean very well i i don't know did you look her up also like that might have literally been the only thing that she's she had done no i think she has a few credits under her belt maybe not for voice acting specifically but she did have some some other imdb credits yeah most everyone else did it's just that one particular voice actor you were like this is definitely napa and i was like definitely mm, not napa definitely not yeah um but yeah, that was uh, I don't know. It was interesting seeing that development as it went through. But the uh, this uh, episode four is when I think going off. Sorry to cut you off. I think going off what you just said about Iria's voice acting in the last episode versus like the first couple ones also goes to show like the character herself grew a lot and has that was obnoxious and has achieved. You know, her bounty hunter um, status. Status, thank you. Uh, and she is more of an adult, but she also like emotes more. And by the end episode, obviously, there, there's a lot more at stake plot wise. And it just, yeah, I feel like that was probably very intentional. Yeah, that's true. Because I mean, at the beginning, she's just an apprentice, and by the she's very by the, sassy and very kind of young and um, yeah, brash. Yeah, bratty. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I didn't. I hadn't really thought of that, and it's kind of obvious when you think back because it's her progression, and it all comes full circle by right. the end. But um, yeah, episode four is. I feel like where shit really hits the fan for everybody because this is where Gren uh, eats it and gets eaten. No, Gren's already been dead. Oh, yeah. But we don't know it for sure. Right. Right. So we can basically assume that he's dead. And but, we do. But Eerie is, Eerie is still in Nile at this point. And then this is where... She's still in Nile? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. She's on, she is a British Isle. Um, this is the point where Gren kind of sort of makes an appearance as a weird area clone or Zerum clone, which I'm still not a hundred percent if that was just a full clone or if that was like a chunk of Zerum that had split off or something, you know, it's kind of like, it was a little hazy on some of that stuff, mm-hmm. but I didn't know if you would agree that it was a little weird about how it handled like the definitions. Cause there's other parts where there was huge chunks, like huge banks of, of cloned uh, matter of Zerum. And it's like, where did all these come from? What are y'all doing with this? Like, is this having anything to do with what's going on outside right now? Or is that you guys just cool with this? Like, they're all vibrating in tune with Zerum doing evil shit outside. <laughs> like, I couldn't tell you. Like you get, I feel like episode four is where shit starts think, getting really weird. I didn't think that hard about when it was like talking about like the monster and how it operates and stuff. Like, I, <laughs> I literally, like they kind of go into explanation in like episode five a little bit more when she's talking to that one doctor guy. But all I wrote down in reference to that 
particular scene was that he, uh, the monster, not he, but Zerum assimilates mm-hmm. its victims, maybe like Santana. Right. That's where my brain went. Yeah. Instantly. Because you got JoJo wrong. It was just fucking Forever. battle tendies. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, we've seen this before with but the Pillar I Men. Want, I want battle tendies. And ha- they didn't necessarily clone their victims, but they definitely like assimilated them. Yeah. <laughs> absorbed them. Yeah. Drank their their goods. So, I don't know. Like, that's... <laughs> yeah. I didn't think too hard on it. I was just it's, like, okay. It's probably for the best. Because <laughs> if I thought too hard on uh, what most anime villains did or did not do or what was actually going on, I would probably literally lose my mind. Yeah. This... I'd say this is probably the, the, the movie or OVA series is weakest point is that some of these monologue situations where they're exposit like giving exposition i'm like i don't fucking know what the hell is going on like that didn't make any sense like what do you what like what what does that mean so we have no background to go off of we have no backstory this is a standalone piece of media for the both of us and um what i do know from my notes is that zerum is an immortal hijacking monster that's from episode one Mm mm-hmm excuse me <laughs> the other thing i know from episode two about zerum is he somehow it somehow ended up on the same planet okay and also that admin are bad guys but not as bad as zerum apparently from episode three you're not allowed to keep zerum as a pet <laughs> right they did mention that was that. a very explicit thing they mentioned i felt the need to write it down they got it's on the wall and from episode four, what I learned about Zerum. I mean, one one thing in episode's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, it can clone shit, apparently, but only if that shit is still alive. Right. Because they did ask him about that. Okay. And episode five raised the most questions where I mentioned, is it like Santana? Uh, and also I wrote more Zerum creatures how question mark all caps so i think the biggest thing i got out of episode five was like is this actually about how bad capitalism is or (laughs) right but like the societal construct in this series is very loose like you never really see anybody else except for the main characters and then you see faceless soldiers that are i guess a part of like the you government? see like you see like civilians whatever ended up happening with those red robot guys by the way mm-hmm. remember that mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> i just realized that no- nothing ever fucking comes of that like that was a major <laughs> plot point of the first like two and a half episodes was it though i thought it was i guess and not. that's the problem with oavs is they're just kind of like hey uh continuity and they're like nah yeah i was like those fast <laughs> this guys is a whole I'm- new episode we don't need to touch on that yeah, those fast guys blew up a tank and it was a big thing yeah yeah, so, and and like the big thing that I learned from episode five was that like apparently Gran and Iria are not related, even though she refers to him as her big brother this entire time, and even Bob refers to them as genetic siblings. Maybe he doesn't he doesn't refer to them as genetic siblings, but he infers that they're genetic. Gen- <laughs> he infers they blood related. Yeah. Um, but apparently that's not actually the case. And then I learned um. <sighs> I learned nothing about Zerum from episode six, the last episode, except what its weak point is. It's dick neck. Right. Which was very phallic and very like, duh, kind yeah. of like it right. shoots out. It's the fleshy bit that shoots out. It's hard. It's hard to, it was like, it was literally like a tremor, like the fucking in, inner mouth of the tremor coming out. Remember? Oh, I remember. Yeah, because we just watched that recently. Right. <laughs> Thanks, the original, quarantine. The original one. Yeah. Not any of the seven sequels or whatever. I don't know. Is there anything else you really wanted to hit on from like four and five? Um, yeah. So like the only other thing I'd say from four is this is where, um, so like the clone and uh, Zerum in general starts doing the whole Thing where it's right that was the gren looking motherfucker yeah, yeah just repeatedly groaning her her name over and over again right and it wasn't gren but it was gren but it wasn't gren but, yeah. it, but it was gren and all i could think of with that was like i mentioned resident evil earlier resident evil 3 literally the tyrant which is the big bad from that game 
that's that he what he do he's like stars and just chases you around and just says that one fucking word over and over again there is something so terrifying about that primordial level of like being a monster that can only say one thing and that's all it wants to destroy Ooh, i just realized i'd be terrified of star platinum <laughs> i don't believe that <laughs> you're telling me mm-hmm. <laughs> you, <laughs> did you hear that <laughs> yeah i did you're telling me if i <laughs> fuck just gather your thoughts <laughs> you're telling me that if Jotaro Kujo was a person person like six foot three for half Japanese guy like that's pretty pretty good considering how short his fucking mom how tall is his dad because Holly's really fucking short I don't know we never Genetics see the are guy fucked up anyway we never fucking right. see the guy Okay, so you're telling me that if, if Jotaro Kujo was an actual person who lived an actual life, I'm touching the table because this is a serious conversation, mm-hmm. um, and he still had, as we established in a Diamond is Unbreakable episode, a horny ghost attached to him. A very horny ghost. <laughs> that could only say the one word. And like this ghost is kind of humanoid looking. Can you hear stands if you can't see them? I hope not. God, we don't need to talk about this right now. Completely. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, if you could if you could hear it. Are you refuting that you'd be horny as hell for Star Platinum right now? Am I refuting? Cuz I thought that was like a done deal. I feel like I would be I feel like I would be scared and horny. <laughs> okay. That's still horny. <laughs> <laughs> I that feel still like counts. if I was being completely honest with myself and my AO3 account. Mm. <laughs> feel like i would be very scared and horny scorny scorny forny like like feared and horny fearful horny woman a forny forny. brings a whole new meaning to naked and afraid yeah this is yeah yeah that's a good one it's a whole different kind of show at that point right just like, well, yeah, things are still trying to eat us, but damn, but, we turned on. But my on. point is that there's something so terrifying about this whole like sense of being so unhumanized that you can only say one word. And then my brain instantly went, Star Platinum can only say aura. <laughs> you know, And what I, went, I went, you know what, brain? You are absolutely right. Let's talk about that. <laughs> you know what aura sounds a lot Let's like? Let's embarrass yourself on international fucking internet. Where anyone can tune in, but they don't. They choose not to, so it's safe here. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good idea. You know, Aura's just missing the L to make it oral. So maybe that's what he's trying to say. It's still only one word. Okay, it's just, a good one. Just like Monster Grand only saying Iria. Yeah, I'm trying to draw parallels here that it's <laughs> that it's not. It's scary. <laughs> oh, it's scary if you can only say one word. And. As a non-human. In space, you're still horny. <laughs> in in space, there's less gravity and more horny. In space, they can only hear you horny. <laughs> they can't hear you scream, but boy, they can hear you God, horny. God, but that's a tag of a fucking porn ripoff of a... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, we, we, we are, where are we? Well, yeah, I just, I like, I just you off wo- and the, the whole podcast went off the goddamn rails. Fucking, I feel like I just woke up from a fever dream. <laughs> like, I feel like I'm still in like, one. Oh, what? Where am I? Oh, I fell asleep on the couch. <laughs> Fuck, it's two in the afternoon. I thought it was three in the morning. I was covered in cats at one point. Now they're all gone. Yeah. And then I just got, from the background, you just hear. I got real sweaty. Fuck! Yeah. That's one. That's all he can say. You're not scared of him. He's not like a, um. <laughs> He's not like a um a space creature. Uh, I don't know. Remember from Captain Marvel. <laughs> same same idea. Okay, but like he's not he's not a space creature. Most likely not a space creature. Although we did just find him randomly. As if he'd been dropped uh-huh. into the bush. Really kinda makes you think. From a UFO. UFO. They were probably like, get this fucking shithead off our ship. Get him off my ship. Drop him wherever you see fit. That explains all the scratches. It's like Harrison Ford. Get him off my ship. Harrison Ford's an alien. Get off my plane. Yeah, get him off. Harrison Ford is not a fucking alien. Okay. 
Oh my god. What are we talking about? We're talking about Iria. Oh yeah. <laughs> um shit. Well, can we talk about the mushroom motif in episode six and how very blatant that was? There was mushroom motif throughout the entire series. Right, but it was very blatant in episode six. Yes. I just started paying attention. To what? what the, the show. You it, weren't supposed to hear that. I know you did because you have headphones on, but yeah. like, it's a <laughs> fucking joke for the podcast. Oh, okay. That's a good one. Thank you. Um. Yeah, no, there's a lot of phallic imagery in this series. I wasn't going that direction, but okay. Oh, what were you talking about? It's talking about when Zerum is on the planet on in the abandoned city area and like they're trying to stop him and he's like overtaken like this whole crumbling structure and it literally looks like the silhouette is like a big ass fucking piece of fungus, like it's a mushroom. Yeah. I mean this the buildings, a lot of them look kind of looked like mushrooms before they got all destroyed. Okay. But also there was that plant that she was doing target practice at that had like the big rounded leaf things that looked like mushroom caps. Yeah, the bulletproof ones. So I didn't like I haven't done any research on this. I was just like, it's gotta be on purpose. Um and my my only thought on that is that mushrooms and fungus in general create life from death. Yeah. They're weird. And as that fuck. was kind of Zerum's mo yeah like he it's kind of weird because if you think of if you think of Zerum as for what he was literally built to do which was be a a mass a, a tool of mass destruction basically i feel like if other people hadn't gotten involved he, he didn't like he wasn't seeking out necessarily to like to kill people um, I thought it was. I don't. I don't know. I never really got that impression. Like, I feel like if they had just fucking left well enough alone. Well, you do have a point because uh, I also learned in episode one about Zerum. You can a ignore the Zerum and the ship it was on, or b nuke it. There's no in between. <laughs> right. I don't think nuking it would have done any good. Are you though. braiding that right now? Yes. That's so cute. Oh, thanks. Are you doing a good job? I think so. I can't see because I took my glasses off because the headphones hurt when I wear them. But it looks like you're doing it really. Why don't you braid my hair more? Not that I have much to braid anyway. I don't know. Okay. Well, anyway. So, yeah, the the whole mushroom slash fungus motif. Um, And also, the whole OAV did end. You're really deep in concentration right now, bud. I'm I'm listening. (laughs) I know you are. The it all ended really weirdly suddenly just like she kind of got eated uh but only enough to know its weak point yeah and then all of a sudden it took like what like two minutes of of that for her to actually be able to kill it it was super weirdly paced like the last episode was just in general really oddly paced i think i think the whole thing was weirdly paced because again episode four comes along and she's no longer an apprentice and then i'm like wait how much time has passed because with the way gren talked about her in the first episode it sounded like she didn't have too much farther to go to get to her next birthday when she could be legally allowed and of age to become a bounty hunter like full-fledged but also that it was probably still like several months like away. Right. Because that, like at least three months away. Yeah. I thought that was the whole, the whole thing was because she was literally actively recovering from getting, almost getting her guts sliced out at that point also. In episode six. Yeah. Yeah. There was so a she, whole like, yeah, she gets like fucking slam jammed in episode five. And then episode six opens on her like waking up covered in bandages yeah and she rips them off and goes to take a shower and she's like crying and like yeah yeah it's this whole thing and then like there's a time skip where she's like you know just chilling in like casual wear which is like the first time we really see her in anything but like body armor yeah and everyone's just kind of hanging out at the house like like super homely and she's like eh, you know whatever i'm i'm just you know waiting for my my thing and then probably never going to save the world and my brother's fucking gone and this and that and they're like no it's okay and then all of a sudden like shit hits the fan in the city yeah and then she's like she's like go time yeah and uh also we find out at some point that the 
uh, tag-along character is a girl. Right. And Kay she, yeah. was presented as like a, as a small boy. Yeah. <clears throat> and did a, did a boob rope on area early on. Yeah. And which, you're like, wait a minute. I was like, yep. Yeah. I was like, huh, that was like unnecessary. But the lack of ultra blushing on both their ends mm-hmm. made me believe that maybe Iria knew Kay was a girl the whole time. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I kind of, I, I kind of was. Because listen, if Fuji, that. if Fujikura could like discern that Kay was a little girl the whole time, then like there's no way that Iria didn't fucking know. Yeah, Fujikura is a fucking idiot. And I don't asshole. think, I don't think Iria refers to Kay as like a boy or girl. Like she usually just says like brat or like. Yeah urchin or i don't i don't think she says urchin but you know what i'm saying like gender neutral terms of mm. just annoyance yeah <laughs> right yeah i i don't know i just thought that was kind of a, an interesting because you don't really see that very often it's usually like the perverted except in stardust crusaders <laughs> well what i was saying is like it's usually the perverted little boy character is a, a perverted little boy and that's just how it is and that's like overwhelmingly in in most of these media and it's like like there's the trope coming through in spades again and you know i feel like with japanese anime it's more very perverted old men rather than perverted little boys yeah i feel like i feel like the perversion of little boys is more just to be annoying or um cause mischief and like the true perversion is definitely like more blatant in like older male characters like Master Roshi. Oh yes, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, that yeah. fucking guy. Yeah, and like like old Joseph, definitely a huge pervert. You know he goes and like buys like shitty fucking TVs and like just hermit purples the fuck out of. <laughs> God. Yeah, you're right. Whatever he wants. <laughs> yeah. And Jiraiya from Naruto, that was literally his whole thing. He just fucking go peeping at hot springs. Ugh. Like that's how Naruto meets him. It's like he's just sitting outside of a hot spring. He's like. What are you doing, old man? GG. Mm. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. Um, there's that one perverted character in, um, well, there's a couple in Psyche K. <laughs> the brother and then the other guy that was trying to peep in the hot springs, but then just ended up seeing Nendo. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Slash. Slash Star Platinum. Jotaro. Slash Jotaro. <laughs> Yeah, your mind basically fucking exploded. Like, <laughs> like you had that face. I did it again. You, you have a literal, you have a face that you adopt as you have just figured out that an anime character is voiced by somebody from the JoJo cast. Like your whole, your face just like does it. And I'm like, I instantly know. I'm like, it's probably like, God, please just be wrong about this. But then I'm also like so exasperated because I know deep down that I'm right. It's right. like, it's like some kind of, it's a facial expression that exactly portrays that emotion that's your my hero academia quirk (laughs) (laughs) you can perfectly uh know whoever is uh voicing a certain character in any anime no that's not true because when we watched bna um i i recognize the voice of the bird guy but i was like bird guy I know he's from fucking Jojo, but I don't know who it was. Mm-hmm. But that, so I had to look it up. But it was so. But you knew, like you knew. You're like, I, I know you, but I don't fucking know how I know you. Yeah. Like that whole trope. Yeah, but with when I do exactly know, like the fuck, like Jotaro's voice actor, because I think he even went like, Ora! like in that fucking, or like he yelled like in a really deep voice. Yeah. And he, I was like, I know that yell. He makes all the same stupid noises, like yeah. the incidental grunts that that Star Platinum does. Right. But he's doing it because he's dumb. Like that's Nendo's whole character. He's just like, I love mm-hmm. Nendo. Huh? 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 I love him in his little um, golf ball chin. Yeah. He's so like good. he's always like saying like oi oi like just like annoying the shit out of everybody around right. him. Right. This is not what we are recording it's fine, tonight. It's fine. But it's fine. It's a good show. You should watch it. Psyche. Yeah, disastrous life of Psyche K. It's yeah. on Netflix. <laughs> My disastrous. It's very fast paced, um, and yeah. it's hard to keep up sometimes. But it's a really good like pseudo slice of life. Yeah, it's funny as fuck. Anime. Um. But anyways, uh, did you want to wrap this up at this yeah. point? So, what are your takeaways from this, I guess? Iria hot, Iria kick ass, mm-hmm. serum gross. 
<sighs> boys die quickly. Mm-hmm. That should have also been another giveaway that Kay was not a dude. Did you notice that? That she didn't die. Because the other kid did. Yeah. Who was definitely a dude. Yes. Yeah. No, I mean, that yeah, was definitely a women, popular motif. Women awesome. Women kick ass. Boys die quickly. Um, fuck admin. Capitalism is bad. Mm-hmm. Why would you care more about buildings than people's lives? Um, Zerum makes an awful pet. Not allowed to have as a pet. Not allowed. Not allowed and it's a bad pet. Not allowed, bad pet. Yeah. That's pretty good takeaways. Yeah, thank you. I did. I really enjoyed it. Sincerely, honestly, I enjoyed it. Um, I I can't believe it's taken me this long to fucking see that. And I just, maybe like next time (laughs) you have something that you want to share with me, just you can fucking share it. Yeah. Instead of waiting like seven years. No, I'm glad you enjoyed it because it held up for me, which I was nervous about also. But that would be one of my takeaways is I was just pleasantly surprised that it still was as charming and um, fun, you know, in a really gross kind of way. But I don't know. It still hit all the the the, the, the hits for me. It was like, really, really good for a 1994 anime that was English yeah. um, dubbed. Yeah. And... Honestly, I feel like the animation is better than I remembered it being because I remembered it being good. Some of the frames were really like super choppy. Yeah, but I would say that it made up for it with some of the other like the yeah. like some of the other animation techniques. I was like, I remember a couple times I was like, how the hell did they do that? Because this is right. before any CGI yep. would have been used in the production of it. Like, and I'm like, how the fuck? Like, how long did this shot take? Yeah. But um, other than that, like, I just, I wish that the ending was not as abrupt and. Um, but it, it did. It is a prequel. So right. they were like, yeah, just fucking end it. And yeah. Then people, you know, will have already seen they a had to, movie or whatever. They had to make a tidy, a tidy wrapped up ending for yeah. this for the already existing film or films to make any sense. Yeah. So now that made sense. But yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, really enjoyable if you guys haven't seen it like uh, like we said it's available as an included free um, show on Amazon Prime and um, non-spawn no <laughs> not sponsored by Amazon Prime not believe, sponsored by anybody can you believe that shit what the hell it's crazy but like Heinz Ketchup yeah <laughs> if you want to get in on this yeah. yeah 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 that'd be great but that's pretty much it. Um, we will be doing another one soon. Not sure. What... Hopefully we'll get we'll bust one out like once a week. Yeah. That's my goal. Yeah, I think that's pretty reasonable. We just have to sit down and argue about what we're going to watch next. Right. Well, mm-hmm. no, not argue, but I have to decide, which sucks because I hate deciding stuff. Yeah. Yeah, because we're like my kind turn. of splitting off. Yeah. yeah, it's my turn to pick something. Yeah, it's not like there's not enough options at I this know, point. that's the problem. Yeah, it's like literally thousands, so. Right. But, all right, thanks for... tuning in guys we appreciate it thanks for tuning in all three of you i appreciate your listenership you know what we need to do next let's bust out another one uh episode this week and let's do our himbo episode okay so if we've been putting that off for like a month now i'll get people riled up sure let's hoot and holler into the microphone about himbos hoot and holler about himbos himbo good Okay, guys, I uh, guess next episode we'll be talking at you about some himbos and you can at me on Twitter and uh, let me know if you agree or disagree and I can make an absolute ass of myself yet again. <laughs> Sounds good. Okay, bye. Bye.